Mommy Track Daddy Whispers podcast is now called Birth Agni podcast. Welcome to Mommy Track Daddy Whispers podcast season 3. I think that's where the activism is is missing the point which is uh, one it's it's incredibly important in, in involvement for a lot of issues that these that the activism is trying to solve it is it's it's extremely challenging because every 15 days the dynamic can be different you know absolutely yeah uh, so it's worth checking in but at the same time it's extremely confusing to us as humans because Hi, I'm Divya, a certified lactation counselor, your host, and here on the podcast, you get stories of birth, birth workers, birth and its emotional impact, pregnancy education info, and the yearly segment where we bring fatherhood stories from fathers unadulterated and fresh. Today we are sitting with Rajat Rajat Mittal who is an engineer turned publisher and founder of Boyish a monthly newsletter questioning gender stereotypes impacting manhood really speaking about individualism over gender today we wish to hear from him his parenthood journey and what led to a more self reflective approach in life He's also the former co-founder of Menstrupedia. Let's welcome him. So hi Rajat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and how was your travel? You were traveling and right back, you know, you are here with us uh, having this conversation, this really heavy conversation that I suppose is going to be <laughs> um Yeah, travel was good. Uh, it was part relaxing, part stressful because traveling with a toddler and whatnot. But yeah. uh, I'm glad we are we are here. You know, I'm I'm glad to be back and looking to looking forward to this conversation as well as to get back to my uh, schedule. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it it feels you know even when you are like an, as an entrepreneur, if you are. um taking a holiday at the back of your mind you have all those meetings that are to come in and all of the things that you need to do you kind of had that list done at the back of your mind so i understand and rajat um uh, would you take us back to the time that you were expecting you 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 guys uh, were planning to be parents learning about pregnancy being overwhelmed with the nature's beautiful um you know transformation and all all of the creative powers that are within you um how did you feel as 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 a partner as as a father to be back then mm. um it's an interesting question um slightly challenging one because you know with parenthood everything gets washed away everything in the past gets washed away very easily because the present moment in parenthood is so all consuming that yeah. you often <laughs> you know forget what has happened in the past um, for us 
some of the unique things that happened that I recollect now were, you know, we we had this idea of uh, planning a parenthood, like we 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 wanted to plan it, and we had heard about that it takes time to to actually conceive. Yeah. Right. Um, in in our case, it actually ended up being the opposite, which is we conceived far sooner than we we ever imagined. Yeah. Uh, so it started from that. Oh wait a second! Uh, everything that we had learned, <laughs> uh, like we have already gone sideways from that <laughs> in some sense. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I think as a partner for me. A uh, few things were uncomfortable, uh, specifically that I think parenthood is often a pregnancy, is specifically uh, by default, like you go on the sort of uh, passenger seat, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, which is fine and. Uh, in some sense, makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, you know, the mother is obviously, or the expecting mother is obviously undergoing far more changes than than a father does or expecting father does. But I think, like, uh, I would have appreciated uh, uh, what I used to joke about was. Uh, that my part is not that tiny. Uh, like my, I, I, this is an event for me as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I sort of uh, try to coach uh, people around me that, hey, listen, like, uh, in, including family, you know, like that. <laughs> Yeah. This is this is an event for me as well. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you totally. So I was having this conversation with Joshua. Joshua is a postpartum um, uh, coordinator, the postpartum anxiety coordinator for dads for Postpartum Support International. And Joshua said the same thing. And he had he had his own episodes of stress in in, uh, in parenthood. And uh, one of the things that he spoke about was the fact that I felt less included and I felt more mm-hmm. detached despite being one you know, despite wanting to be there uh, for my partner and being more uh, involved in the role. So there were conversations with doctors and all the healthcare professionals that were just with, you know, the mother and nobody asked me how I was feeling and what I could do as a parent, you know. So we we often talk about this brings me to equal parenting as soon as, you know, we become parents and, you know, the father should be involved, like he should be involved. And then as a society, we kind of sideline the father. We don't mm-hmm. want to, um, you know, <coughs> involve the father uh, intentionally and rather blame mm-hmm. it on patriarchy and gender and blah, blah, blah. And then what are we doing, you know, uh, you know outside this activism that is mm-hmm. there? So, you know, that kind of inclusion that brings me uh, to, to the conversation that I had with Joshua. What are your thoughts in that, you know, inclusion and trying to rather have, you know, fathers? Because they new fathers, not that they have learned it all from uh, their fathers. And the, today's generation wants to learn hands-on. They want to be mm-hmm. hands-on partners. 
So what is your uh, take on equal parenting as they call it and um, and then not including uh, the partners in in birth in in parenthood and probably just just by answering their questions and asking them how are you feeling hmm. is that what do you think so first of all i concur on this uh, or the getting sidelined you know uh, for instance uh, i actually went to a expecting fathers class which is like an exclusive session for fathers to be right and uh, which was uh, seen as something funny by a lot of people because they were like they they just couldn't wrap their head around you know someone doing doing that um uh it was almost as if i had something to hide which i wanted to share uh rather than seeing it as a as just pure curiosity and and maybe even a pure vulnerability that i want to learn yeah uh, So it was rather seen as a as why do you want to go to a space where there are only men talking about you know like the um and this whole equal parenthood thing I don't know I I I, I especially the activism that's happening around it. uh i actually feel even the activism is quite exclusionary in of of men uh it is uh, you know by by framing it as a lot of times it is framed as something that women undergo or women bear the load of and hence why are you not participating like it it's it's you know it's sort of it feels like blaming yeah uh, Yeah. There was, and I think the where most mature people will understand the moment you blame someone, you have already put them on the defensive to yes to participate, you know, willingly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where the activism is is missing the point, which is uh, one, it's it's incredibly important to in, in, involve men. Uh, for a lot of issues that these that the activism is trying to solve it is paramount to involvement yeah but i do believe it is it has started off uh, on a, it, it, it's a misstep it seems yeah. intentionally it seems good but it sounds like a wrong wrong fault uh, or like like stumble you know yeah i i i do uh, see where you where you're going and uh, in one of these forums that i follow um, which is you know the which has this activism of um, you know bringing feminism to the to the to the front and when we say feminism we kind of think women this 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 is happening to them because of patriarchy patriarchy because of men 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 are doing this just hammer them hammer them hammer them and some of these things some of these stereotypes feel uh, you know that those brackets to me feel equal to both men and women so if we say women are conditioned to be home to not go to work to not have a life as they say men are conditioned to just go out of the house and not cater to their children and on 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 make sure they have a good degree and just play basketball and not play with the doll probably 
and w- mm-hmm. what if what if uh, my husband wants to play uh, with the doll with my uh, daughter and he feels more inclined then and he doesn't want to really play basketball with her or you know force her into something that she doesn't want to um so you know uh, i kind of uh, totally uh, agree to where you're going in terms of when we are trying to bring in equality where where does equality lie so i often talk about for me and my husband how i see it is more of a balanced uh, you know balance that we are trying to find so where in nature is is anything equal so when we talk about balance we talk about me finding my own space me doing what i like he is able to find his own space he is able to do what he likes and then both of us involve as parents and probably not equal probably he's not there home all the time i'm there i kind of you know i pitched in and i said i'm going to be home but i'm going to be working i i want to work from home and i can kind of manage it kinds of uh, and then there are days that i'm i'm like i can manage at home i want to go out you come in and pitch in and you know be home so if if that kind of a balance works and both both the partners are happy why am i trying to hammer that equation with saying equality and what has been your experience and i wanted to ask you um when you, when you took those classes were, were you in india or were you were, were you in the us like you are right now i was in the us uh, so i think like thankfully for me uh, i'm not sure if uh, it's the same in india at the moment but uh, there was a structure in which i can you know opt in to if i wanted to so there were classes happening yeah. you know um i'm i won't be surprised if there are cities where nobody is even doing such such events or such sessions mm-hmm. uh it it's tricky right like uh, I, at some point i do feel that you know uh, this whole equality bit is a bit uh, enforced uh and we are naturally inclined and outside of gender you know let's let's just keep gender aside yeah. just as individuals we are naturally yes. inclined to do certain things and yeah. not do certain things you know True. that's just what makes us individual human beings exactly you know so it's fine if you know you decide to spend your time in a certain way and the other partner decides to spend their they we don't have to force equality for the sake of equality yeah um, yeah I, i would say like also for me and my partner what has uh, Well, what has worked and sometimes not worked as well funnily is uh, <laughs> we would uh, at least try our best to um probe each other you know mm-hmm. if what's happening is working for the other person or not you know because it is such a dynamic ever yeah. evolving ever changing uh, relationship and and event you know like uh, it's uh, i think uh it's it's extremely challenging because every 15 days the dynamic can be different you know absolutely yeah uh, so it's worth checking in but at the same time it's extremely confusing to us as humans because we were like well you just said 15 days back that you were fine with this and now all of a sudden <laughs> you're not you know uh, yeah so, So yeah, yeah it, uh, I think like just understand for us like 
the, the event truly is a life event and we 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 have to respect yeah. it for that yeah i really like the fact that you said you know probe into each other and keep asking keep checking in and um yeah that happens and then holding space for that change because you know we we talk about teamwork in the office and the corporates oh my god teamwork is so important you got to be that person sometimes we need to lead each other as partners and i think the teamwork that we talk about with two people is really excruciating when you become parents it it kind of <laughs> involves all aspects of uh, the life skills that they say you know to be parents and you know um, and then your your stakes are hugely involved in that way you know mm-hmm. i look at certain things in that baby and you look at certain things in the baby and you know as partners we are kind of sometimes you know holding space again like you said uh, for how someone else sees it and then you know trying to just be okay with it you know so um uh, going to you know the parenting ways my husband and i have our own different ways and sometimes i do kind of come back to him look i think this can be a little different and then mm-hmm. you know just by him trying to understand and being around as partners and without really bringing any kind of gender in it this is also important this is also extremely and and if you're not looking at those conversations and you know just trying to physically see where the parents are in terms of the gender norms um it might not work for everybody it hasn't for me and i'm mm-hmm. quite um vocal about it in you know um and i have seen and interestingly uh you know people around me especially women around me you know this entire notion of comparing feminism with women going out to work i i think financial independence is extremely important but then there are people as individuals who probably are not very comfortable with it but then they find this constant you know um, bandwagon of feminism pushing them to go out of the work and feeling bad about themselves just because they're not going out of the house and working and what about yeah. the work that we're doing at home and um you know unorganized labor is not recognized not appreciated and we are just adding to that patriarchy you know patriarchy never recognized it and then uh, then you're not recognizing it as well because you want women to go out in work in you know all those pictures those subtle images of women in uh, corporate suits and you know laptops and um, we can't look you know it's just you know just not look at it and say it's not there um so when was it rajat that in your parenting journey and i have like you said you know i have thought about it only when i became a parent all mm. these things started becoming clearer to me when i became a parent i wasn't that probably i would have been the one saying feminism is you going out why are you sitting at home probably i would have been that person before i became a parent mm. now i see the difference now i am able to probably um, just to clear out the mud uh, <laughs> of the waters for me uh, so when was it that you started studying the patriarchy pot for yourself um mm. what was it really into parenting and were you intuitive and were you kind of did did have you know that kind of thoughts on it before you became a parent what was it hmm i think personally for me uh well at least the whole stirring the pot thing happened a little earlier than parenthood happened uh okay. that's simply because i got involved in some of this uh work around gender uh even when i was single for that matter right like uh, mm-hmm. working on for instance 
a book project that talked about puberty for girls is uh, is extremely um, yeah untraditional i guess for 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 boys um what parenting or like parenthood as a life event did for me in this was i think it became evident to me that uh especially the 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 unrecognized labor that happens at home became very evident because mm-hmm. you know unless you have family support like in in most modern nuclear families today if a life event like parenthood happens the amount of work that's yeah. required to to bring this human being you know to keep this human being alive and feed him mm-hmm. and nourish him or is so high yeah. <laughs> i think like uh, <laughs> most you know couples will will recognize at some point yeah that that oh my god this is a full time job you know like this is this is the joke about parenting which is like you suddenly yeah. signed up for a full time job Yeah. Um, um and you can't take breaks because there is a human being who doesn't realize yeah, that you like, can take breaks. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea like you have a boss who is uh, yeah. extremely militant. <laughs> you know. True that. Um, yeah. far more than anybody else. Um Yeah. Yeah. So so I think like uh, Yeah, I think like parenthood made it very evident uh in in my case. Uh, I will say though that uh for me like some of this started happening earlier because of the work that i got associated with um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you were the I, i'll i'll go to that project so you were the co-founder of menstrupedia and uh, that is where you you know the entire work on talking about uh, you know puberty for both uh, you know boys and girls and in menstrual cycles and all of that work started um what what was it that you know in in that work kind of um, because you are an engineer you worked mm-hmm. in a corporate setup and now you are full time into um, this is writing space so did that journey of you know starting menstrupedia and then kind of starting boyish as 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 a um, you know as as a venture to break gender stereotypes and really include uh you know the, the way we are saying you know the way we are talking so if we've been talking so far about um gender roles and patriarchy and you know bringing that to surface and bringing you know holding more space for those conversations and really bringing those conversations into the mainstream um talk uh, so did did your experience with menstrupedia kind of fueled you wanting to be in this space full time and was it also parenting that got involved in this because it's it, it kind of makes you more intuitive and makes you want to look within yourself every now and then um i definitely think menstrupedia um fueled some of my passion and my work in in that sense menstrupedia for me was basically um signing up for a, for an education that i never had and i never knew i wanted uh quite honestly yeah. uh, it just came to my desk as a, as a project which from two very close friends so it was extremely hard to say no um yeah. it was evident what was not clear to me was how i would help because 
mm-hmm. you know my my skills on paper were not directly applicable uh, to the project as well uh, but i think what happened for me over the six years of of you know participating in in that uh, project is like i realized it provided me as i said the education that i never had and i never knew i wanted yeah <laughs> you know uh, yeah yeah i think that uh, was certainly a driving force for it it changed my perception about how to view certain problems yeah. uh, especially around the uh, i would say gender or especially around uh working with the with young children you know because mm-hmm. um, uh, there's activism and then there's uh, you know how do you bring things from your uh activism from activism to like on the ground change right like yes so, yes and that's huge and you travel that whole journey wow uh, so seeing that uh sort of up and close was uh mm-hmm. um was a blessing i would say wow wow and then when you started boyish you were already a parent right boyish and parenthood uh, sort of coincided i would say uh i yeah i was certainly a parent uh, i was basically actually yeah he, my son was maybe 4 to 6 months old when right. when i decided i so the funny thing is like when i became a father uh i decided to take a break from work which Lovely. is unconventional <laughs> because it's typically the the mom who yeah at least in in, in in the site in the circle of humans that i mm-hmm. i live and interact with it's typically has been the mom that was yeah. slightly unconventional in that sense that i decided to take a break instead of the mom uh, and um, i think like because i got the break uh, and i had enough sort of um i had some time to step away and, and think through and and as you said you know um, reflect which parenthood by the way is like such a huge forcing function like it just yes <laughs> yes stops you in your yes to this. and like <laughs> you know uh makes you reevaluate everything um yes. boys became quite uh it became very evident that boys needs to happen because up mm-hmm. until then i had done some work for girls uh, all of us mm-hmm. sudden i'm a father of a boy and yeah. you know it, it became very uh, it became like a natural next step for me Yeah. And it's somewhere that you uh, wanted to write something for your uh, son Ehan. Uh, and uh, that is when you kind of realized that what do I bring in to that writing that I want to tell him? Did that, you know, uh, really was the seed for boyish. Yeah, uh, so I I so I write these letters to him. Um you know every few months i try to write a letter uh, mm-hmm. my intention is to give him these letters when he grows up it's uh, wow. sort of a borrowed idea it's not like a, a, it's a romantic idea of a, yeah. of a fatherhood i would say yeah uh, <laughs> but that's special you know you, yeah. you know to give all your wisdom in letters in written form um, and i secretly wish he finds them in a closet somewhere when he grows up <laughs> <laughs> like it so much <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's completely stolen from a movie that i don't recollect but anyways uh, 
because so, so when father happened and uh, i started penning these down uh, you know a lot of these letters uh, were extremely sort of first of all they were private in in a sense right because i was mm-hmm. writing it very much from my own point of view but as mm-hmm. i started writing them i could see some aspects of that writing that could uh potentially be public as well you know uh right. without yeah like like i was okay with that level of um vulnerability i would say uh mm-hmm. in in sharing those uh, uh some of that writing so that really um laid the roots for um you know boys season 1 at least yeah 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 and do you think that um nashid i think um when you said that i felt that those uh, things although they were vulnerable those, those concepts that i had on my mind that could go public did you at that time also feel that you know it is needed to bring this to public platforms because uh, probably a lot of um, men as 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 you want to say um may relate to this and it may help them probably frame their um uh life changes um after becoming a parent or in general yeah absolutely absolutely because you know like the so as i said because i i had stepped away from my corporate job at that point mm-hmm. and i had mm-hmm. more time to really think about and an event like fatherhood happened so yeah. it led me to think about how i grew up and what are the life choices i could have made mm-hmm. that you know i would like my son to make if he wants to uh yeah uh, for instance dancing is a, is, is something that i uh, i recollected a lot because uh, you know as he was growing up like, when i grew up i used to love dancing and then it literally got hammered out of me you know yeah. uh, up until then yeah. i used to dance even in like public events i like i was comfortable with it and then it it you know it's almost as if it got dropped from a cliff from yeah. a personal cliff where i was suddenly conscious that, yeah very conscious of uh, of yeah. dancing as a, as a boy uh, uh in a public space and uh, yeah so i think like that's why a lot of work that happened was probing myself uh mm-hmm. through sort of my son ihan's help in some sense like yeah. what are the things mm-hmm. that uh i probably would have enjoyed doing uh looking at him and, and that he enjoys doing maybe uh and as sort of that collection of things grew you know mm-hmm. uh it became like that sort of laid the groundwork for the season 1 of boys yeah and now uh, you know through boyish you have these really interesting conversations with different people who have like made choices probably outside of the gender stereotype and how does that kind of add to you as a father has has that really helped you in probably writing more letters like those and uh, and, and you know really add to your relationship also as a parent you know um yeah certainly uh, i would say once again like these things get uh, interesting for me because 
uh, you walk in into these conversations, into these spaces, uh, mm-hmm. assuming that you have a a liberal open. You're you're largely liberal, and you're open to any sort of ideas. Yeah. Uh, but the more time you spend in these spaces, you realize where your boundaries are. You know, uh, and uh, and. Uh, I think what's been most fun for me is sitting on those boundaries and negotiating uh, <laughs> with myself. That can I move them now uh, yeah. for myself, for my family, uh, yeah. and uh, what does moving them mean? You know, mm. um, and as I you know, talk to people and talk to men who have sort of challenged or gone into roles which are traditionally. Uh, Non-masculine, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I do think it has, uh, if nothing else, it has made me more relaxed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. How to view myself, you know? I I don't have to um, feel. Yeah, I don't have to feel ashamed of expressing joy uh, when I have to express joy because I think. Yeah. Uh, like one of the things fascinating things for me has been uh, uh, a lot of men find have this like do this role play of like extreme stoicism you know like uh, mm. when and they they just subscribe to this idea where mm-hmm. I don't think they actually enjoy it but yes. uh, you know. Uh, because yeah. they think like that's the masculine thing to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, any yeah. form of frivolous play or fun is uh, yeah. uh, is feminine by definition, which I think is an extremely toxic uh, uh, idea to subscribe to. Yeah, absolutely love the fact that you said it's toxic, because um, um, I have seen that around me. I have seen my husband, uh, for one, has been somebody who's who's a little inexpressive. When it comes to expressing his deepest feelings, he stops after some time, or probably he doesn't start. And you know, um, all through our relationship, I've seen that when he's holding his feelings, it is affecting him. You know, even on a physical level, not feeling good. You know, and as you become more aware of people around you, and as he is also learned to be more open to me, and you know, without being judged in the way it is, it it shows in parenting also, and. Um, you know, it, it it can be seen how relaxing it can be. And but then again, everybody has its own individual nature and it cannot be changed for one. But we can see that to be allowed to be vulnerable and to hold that space for people around you in general is so liberating for yourself as well. It's 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 like like you said, you know, it's liberating to be on those boundaries and think for yourself, do I really want to jump in or do you want to stay here or you know go back to my own boundaries. So it's 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 lovely that you said yes, it it is toxic and does become toxic to you yourself and to relationships around you. So there has to be an outlet, probably if not verbal, some way or the other you need to express what's burdening you and if not to your partner probably you can express to your friends and it's important um you know where you find that outlet 
and um and i really like this and i'm i'm going filmy here i really like this line from uh that that the movie dil zindagi zindagi the, the alia bhatt and uh, shahrukh khan movie where the shahrukh khan you know shahrukh khan and alia bhatt oh, yes. are having this conversation you know yeah. uh, can you can you you love one person who has you know everything in him or her <laughs> and you know the, the perfect definition of love and he goes on to say no if you want to have fun you might ha- you know have your bunch of friends that you want to have fun with or probably there's that angle of you you want to be very uh, uh that, that 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 fits in well that puzzle fits in well so uh, with your partner and you you only like to do it with your partner and, and that makes so much sense that kind of makes so much sense um you know <laughs> in all relationships so i really like the fact that you uh, said it plain and simple that yes it becomes toxic unless you have that outlet and um just just to you know say that i find parenting very spiritual and you've been hinting on it for uh, you know throughout this conversation that it has it has made you think deeper it has made you um more intuitive if i can use that word and um for me it helped me realize my triggers mm. as as a parent so as a father it did it help you realize probably these are my triggers and um you know that that kind of a transformation um i think what it made me realize triggers i'm i'm less able to think about that at the moment but what's the thought that's coming in my mind right now it at least made me realize that i need to set boundaries uh you know it's Wonderful. far more clear with a toddler than with a partner you know that yeah. you need boundaries <laughs> yeah. if you need to survive <laughs> you know uh and uh, i also understood you know this I, this idea of me time was uh, mm-hmm. was more uh, uh was more in in the air for me and i couldn't really i i could like censored but i couldn't really place my finger on it and i think like parenthood did that for me which is like okay no this is what yeah. it means and i need to really grab it uh to say like you know how important and essential me time becomes for your individual as well as for your whole family's sake um yes so triggers uh, Yeah, I think like uh, Yeah, I think that this is what it's coming to my mind which is you know like boundaries is is how yeah. I think of it. It's lovely, it's wonderful and it kind of also, you know, goes goes into the same line uh, when when I say triggers, it's also uh, for example, this is something that I don't like, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm letting that happen. to me and then i realize it's making me angry it's making me anxious and not able to kind of um, and, and as a parent you have to always have some space for receiving mm. sometimes you kind of close it and then you realize okay what is triggering me to close it and like you said probably i need those boundaries in place i want some me time i want to do this and you know make sure that my uh, son or daughter knows that this is the time that i work and i like it it's not mm-hmm. that you know i have my I'm, you know giving them those inputs time and again even though it feels uh, difficult because the little human being is it's it's so it's so uh, you know uh, can you can feel guilty to 
you know give in and not give in rather and uh, yeah. you know show that love but then you have to do it because they have to be in that environment and um yeah give you your own space and then they learn to you know like a, like a family you know like you said it's so it's so wonderful and um i cannot kind of think of anything <laughs> else as a question uh right now and i think we have pretty much covered in our own um, light uh ua the, the gender stereotypes one of the things that i personally wanted to ask you rajat is um i have felt this uh through this podcast and now that i'm a you know birth worker um patriarchy is something that also you know uh, as a, as a, as a process as as a like we've already discussed not really um in in the gender roles patriarchy as a societal phenomena but sometimes when i'm talking about patriarchy i personally also kind of sometimes feel that i am i have to create stereotypes sometimes to be able to um find meaning into mm. certain concepts has this ever happened to you just probably on the personal note that i wanted to ask you because can you elaborate that um sometimes you know it's it's like you said it's so confusing that things mm. seem stereotyped but at the same time they don't seem stereotyped mm. and probably to find meaning i have to first of all put things into bracket and mm. what i'm really trying to come to is take everything out of the bracket but just to be mm. able to see where the dra- brackets lie sometimes i have to put things into bracket that may be so subtle you know mm-hmm. and, and and like i i feel sometimes guilty of doing that so does that happen to you i think it's a part of uh, yeah it, it does I, i think i know where you are uh, getting to and uh, um <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's funny because uh, i i agree like you have to sometimes put things in the box to understand how to unbox those things you know <laughs> like uh, <laughs> um for me like this whole like patriarchal again like i think that this is such a constant negotiation of because mm-hmm. by definition and especially by uh, if i were to uh sort of subscribe to at least the very woke part of this activism then yeah. by definition everything is thrown out of the window you know and we start from yes. scratch as very equal um but i i feel that's like moral absolutism here you know like that, that doesn't really happen that doesn't really exist so yeah. i i am always negotiating with okay what aspect of this is uh, sure i mean maybe this is patriarchal but is this working for my unit for myself as an individual and for my family and if it is then I'm fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm. What I'm sort of trying to do is understand where some of these boundaries can be stretched <coughs> for myself as well as for my family. You know. <coughs> Maybe a, a better or a concrete example of this would be. or rather a simple example of this would be which is um for instance boys putting nail polish 
you know, like, uh, like for instance, like my son loves it, you yeah. know, and uh, as again, like someone, not just someone who is involved in such work or thinks actively about such things. I think anyone on social media or who spends time on social media would be like, yes, let's let him do that. You know, a yeah. lot of people would subscribe to that. <laughs> And yeah. the reality is, uh, uh, I don't think me and my partner are, are comfortable with it, uh, yeah. you know. And uh, that felt really odd for uh, yeah. some time. And then I think, like, I I figured that it's okay. It's it's okay if we don't want him to to you know. We want to set that boundary, and this is the boundary of. Of this, of this family, you know, um, yeah. they are. We can negotiate it, and we can sit here and understand it. But uh, at some point, boundaries will be, you know, we will draw a boundary because that's what keeps us sane. Yeah. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, as, as human beings, um, yeah. I'm not saying this is your boundary or this should be everyone else's boundary, but, uh, and I'm not even saying this is my boundary, but it is my boundary today. You know, yeah. I'm happy to negotiate it uh, when a certain event happens or a certain other on a different timeline. But for today, this is my boundary. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to sit with it here. Yeah, and yeah. lovely that you spoke about it because what what you are trying to bring out through boyish and you know what what the entire probably uh, the 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 system the community that is um, uh, talking about feminism or uh, trying to you know um, uh, denounce or uh, you know bring down patriarchy is trying to somewhere down the line um let individualism be alive like you said in the very start you know we we want to talk about each other as individuals and hold space for um everyone's choices what needs to go out of the window is judgment um the day we hold more space to each other's choices it's going to be a lot more simple yeah I think I would say thank you for doing this conversation. We have uh, been able to, uh, you know, um, uh, talk about uh, fatherhood, talk about uh, patriarchy and gender stereotypes in a more personal way. And I like that uh, from one parent to another. Thank you yeah. so much for doing it. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing with Boyish. And I uh, really hope that, um, you know, the parents that are listening um uh, are uh, you know go and check that out and just see for themselves that um, uh, what we're talking about really what individualism is yeah. and uh, for what patriarchy is um, outside the gender roles thank you so much raja thank you so much for taking out the time thank you so much uh, for having me uh, i will say that uh, i mean i loved the conversation i enjoyed the uh, chatting mm-hmm. and most most interestingly like i think Uh, I picked some notes, and this is probably gonna prompt me to do some more writing work. Uh, love it. So, so I love conversations where I get to go back and uh, use them as uh, as as more writing prompts. So, so thank you for for giving those to me. <laughs> thank you, thank you for this amazing conversation. I really loved yeah. it too. Thank you. Yeah. Probably we can collaborate sometime later. We should figure uh, so, this out. Yes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rajat. Thank you. Wonderful. Please take care, dear. You. 
thank you thank you for listening i hope uh, you heard beyond the words here hope it resonated with you or just made an impact next up is the story of paternal postpartum anxiety shared by a father who realized through his journey how important paternal support is for parenthood as a family affair Joshua is our next guest and he is the dad coordinator for Postpartum Support International. Wait for him to be with us uh, on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can just scroll around on this application and see maybe you can like this episode or subscribe or comment your words of wisdom for this episode or the segments or the entire podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. See you next.